everybody, and welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 310, What is Your Destiny? Hopefully, give me a thumbs up there, Rob and Bo, if you can hear me. <laughs> yes, alright, excellent. <laughs> so, this is take two. Uh, hopefully you guys heard the music, and hopefully you'll be able to hear Rob, one of my lovely co-hosts. Hey, 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 what's up? Uh, this is Rob Olson on his pre-SAR. And with us this week, instead of Braun, it's Bo. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? Vince for Loki here. And uh, Bo, you, can you sit back just a little bit? There, there you go. Like your head was filling the screen. Hey, so anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> On edge of your seat. So, are you gonna are you gonna be here with us long, Bo, or? Uh, as long as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're prepared just in case you have to duck out, right? I, I am. I. Uh... Let's see where's my uh, my sign here? Actually, let's pull it back up. Oh, and focus there we it. go. There we go. <laughs> so so now it's just robbing me. Now <laughs> be back later. That's awesome. All right, so we will get started. Um, this is uh, what is your destiny episode. 310. Uh, be sure to check out the website, thisxboxlife.com, and please continue to support the show um, by doing all your shopping at amazon.com by using our affiliate link. You can go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon if you're in the U.S., or if you're outside the U.S., go to our website and click on the Amazon link on the right-hand side. It will take you to the correct site for anyone outside the U.S. So... All right, with that, let's go into what we've been playing, and we're going to start off with uh, Rob. Sure. Thank you, Mark. I've been playing a bunch of stuff, uh, playing some more uh, Stick It to the Man. This is a game uh, that uh, we started playing last week, or I started playing last week. Uh, we gave out a couple copies on the show. Uh, very strange game. I think I mentioned that last time, and that continues. It's probably one of the oddest, strangest games uh, ever. Very strange sense of humor, <laughs> but uh, it's growing on me. Actually, the game is is decent. It's it's a okay game. Uh, it's a side-scrolling puzzler kind of. It's uh, probably the best way to describe it. Where you're basically this guy that has uh, <laughs> they call it a spaghetti hand, uh, which comes out of his head. And you use it to grab things around uh, the level, pull down, um, like, uh, fronts of buildings and so forth. The animation's actually kind of interesting, where it's it's at, uh, it's like Paper Mario or, um, like, Paper Craft sort of thing, where everything is two-dimensional. And uh, if you look at some of the things, it looks like it was drawn on cardboard. <laughs> Because it's got like the little cardboard indentations, or uh, I guess it's probably improper for me to call it cardboard. It's uh, corrugated, whatever. Uh, I think <laughs> cardboard is like a term from the 30s or something. But anyway, uh, the the art on it is is very interesting. It's it's kind of cool. Uh, there's some really interesting little um, uh, things in the game that are just kind of done different and uh, kind of neat like when you die okay so actually let me backtrack one step further uh, throughout the level as you're going through uh, as you pass areas uh, it kind of like saves your location so it's kind of like a checkpoint or a save area whatever you want to call it 
and they're called Mr. Copy, and they look like a uh, printer, essentially. Hmm. So let's say if you die or you fall off the level, you just go back to the latest Mr. Copy, and it spits out a sheet of paper, you're drawn on it, and then the back of the paper just falls off, and you're standing there. So just a very different game, kind of a cool game. Uh, I'm... Uh, this is probably a game that I would have passed up, but uh, I'm glad I got the chance to play it. Uh, it's uh, it's cool. If if you get the opportunity, uh, check it out. You know, if you can stop playing Destiny or whatever game you're playing for a little <laughs> while, um, it, uh, it it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, I can say I, I fell into this. I don't want to say trap, but when I first saw the game, I'm like, this is the weirdest game. I have no interest in this. That's probably everybody's response to the game, but uh, it's actually decent. You know, it's it's definitely not a max uh, quality style game, but uh, it kind of um, at least elicited a similar type of response to me, where it's sort of like, oh, this game is actually surprisingly good. Hmm. So... Um, so anyway, that was uh, Stick It to the Man. I played a little bit of Disney Infinity, and then also my son and I started playing Max Curse of the Brotherhood, uh, which uh, has been an interesting experience. He's six years old, and uh, <laughs> just watching him play through levels is, is kind of cute. <laughs> so uh, uh, I believe that's about it. I'm very excited for the Forza 2 demo. Can't wait. I believe that's coming out on Thursday. Or Tuesday, not Thursday. Uh, but uh, as far as gaming, that's about it for me. How about you, Bo? Well, I've been uh, playing a little bit of Destiny, followed by more Destiny. Um, real simple. I'm going to be hooked on this one for for a while. At least until uh, Forza comes out. <laughs> and, and Bo, I'm going to ask you one more thing. Can you take your... Is there possible to move your camera... Like, I don't know if it's at a laptop, or tilt it down a little bit, because it's like your chin's resting on the bottom of the screen in the in the Twitch like window. Right. Yeah, it's like, exactly. <laughs> it's like you're trying, like you're not tall enough to see over the to the frame. <laughs> uh, we'll that, here. There you go, Can that's you good, that's good. No, oh, no, too, there you go, that's good, thank you. It just Can looks better right that way. <laughs> no. right a little bit. There you go, there you go. Can I move to the left? <laughs> camera two one, degrees. camera two, camera one, <laughs> camera <head>. two. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So, anyways, so yeah. So you played Destiny, and that's it. That is it. All right. What, well, what else is there? <laughs> well, stick it to the man, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, stick it to the Destiny. <laughs> I also you played know? Destiny this week, and uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. What, Rob? You know, I, I think somebody could probably make like a little parody song using that. Uh, was it, I lost on Jeopardy? Remember that song from the eighties? Yeah, yeah. Make it. I've been playing Destiny, baby. There you go. There's your artistic uh, challenge. <laughs> well, I, if... I, I could easily do. I suck at Destiny. But <laughs> my lyrics. <laughs> I can do the ooze, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I know we're going to get into that later, but just to prove a point, we did a match last night, and at the very end, all I had to do was go up and open a chest. <laughs> 
and I fell off the cliff and died, and it was during that end of the mission thing, so I never got to go back for it. <laughs> you never did get it. <laughs> and the whole time he was our spawn point for the strike mission, so he never even got to see the the main guy go down. We took him out because he was our lowest level, and we knew it was really hard. So he and and we had played this one before, and it was crazy hard. So we we finally figured out there's a way you can have one guy stand back and be the spawn point, and that's what we were doing. So we, uh, uh, Elite Scion and I took the guy out, and then said, "Okay, it's okay to come out." <laughs> Bo, come over and get this chest, and he hops right off the edge. <laughs> there was like a a lower platform, but it was a uh, spaced out. And there was a gap, and I guess he more walked off and fell straight through. <laughs> so Oops. we were laughing because he didn't get his chest <laughs> of loot. <Aww. laughs> nope. <laughs> but we'll we'll get it for him. We'll go back. So, all right. So let's get in. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to probably try to keep this on the short side because. A couple of us really want to be somewhere else other than here right now. <laughs> that um, makes three of us. <laughs> I'm tired of this destiny talk. All right, so let's hop into the news. Flash. All right, and I got to do both reading the news and doing the screenshots, so let's hope I can do this right. Alright, so Battlefield 4's Final Stand DLC is set in the Arctic regions of Russia, where scientists are experimenting with technology that will be used in the battlefields of tomorrow. The DLC will contain four maps called Operation Whiteout, Giants of Karelia, Hammerhead, and Hangar 21. Along with new maps, there will be new vehicles and weapons, which are expected to be future in nature. You can expect to see railguns, hover tanks, and mechs. Kind of sounds like they're trying to go after the whole Destiny uh, Titanfall crowd, if you ask me. Alright, next up is for all you fans of Forza Motorsports series, you will be rewarded with several new cars in Forza Horizon 2 through the Forza Rewards program. Whether you are an experienced Forza faithful or a first-time driver, all Forza players will have a chance to add up to five in-game cars to their Forza Horizon 2 garage the first time they log into the game. These five in-game not-DLC cars include the 2011 BMW 1 Series M Coupe, the 2013 Viper GTS, the 2015 Lamborghini Huracan LP610-4, and the 2014 Local Motors Rally Fighter, and the 2013 McLaren, McLaren P1. So here's how the rewards break down. Uh, the tier, if you're on tier level two, you'll start out with the 2011 BMW 1 Series M Coupe. If you're tier three, you'll get that BMW plus the 2013 Viper GTS. Tier four, which I happen to be, I will thankfully get the 2015 Lamborghini Huracan, as well as the previous two. So I was really glad about that because I'm like the Lamborghini was the one I wanted. Would have loved to have the McLaren as well, but I ain't gonna happen. But Tier 5 gets the Local Motors Rally Fighter, and Tier 6 you'll get the McLaren P1. And the higher the level you get the previous level, excuse me, car as well. So I'm going to start that game with three cars off the bat, so that's pretty cool. If You, you can check your current tier by visiting the Forza Rewards uh, website. Alright. Next up is, this is cool folks, check out the screenshot right now. Coming out on September 28th is the Xbox One Midnight Forces Controller. This will be exclusive to Best Buy in North America for $65. The controller will be available in Europe in November and will be an Amazon UK exclusive for 50 euros. 
So please remember to use our Amazon affiliate link for your purchases uh, if for all those that are going to buy it through the Amazon UK store. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think this thing looks awesome. I'm probably going to have to pick one up. And I've never been one to like buy extra controllers, or, but this one really looks cool. I like the blue camo look. Um, so, But anyways, that's coming out on the 28th of September. Alright, so The Walking Dead Seasons 1 and 2 and The Wolf Among Us are hitting retail shelves for Ox o Xbox One in October. Amazon is listing an October 14th and an October 21st date, uh, but this has not been confirmed by Telltale Games. Each game is listed as $30, so we don't have a confirmed date, but it is on the way. FIFA 15 is now available for digital pre-order and pre-download on Xbox One. The Xbox One FIFA 15 pre-order edition is available for $60, includes the standard game, plus one, um, I think it's FIFA Ultimate Team Gold Pack per week for 15 weeks. The Xbox One FIFA 15 Ultimate Team Edition, which is available for $70, includes the standard game plus one FIFA Ultimate Team Gold Pack per week for 40 weeks. That's like almost a whole year. Um, as an added bonus, you get a 10% off your purchase and an exclusive trial five days before the release date if you sign up for EA Access before you pre-order FIFA 15, so keep that in mind. Minecraft. Oh, the place is interesting. Microsoft is in talks to acquire Minecraft studio Mojang AB for $2 billion. Yeah. What the future of the game is is on non-Microsoft platforms is still unknown. We're not sure if this could become an Xbox PC exclusive or if Microsoft, or if Microsoft will decide to let it stay on all platforms. Um, but if it does go exclusive, the big question is, will the internet implode once again when the Sony fanboys once again crank up their tears? <laughs> Dead Island 2 is increasing the co-op player count to 8 simply because of Xbox One's cloud capabilities. And I quote, Dead Island was four players. Dead Island 2's producers, Michael Kempson, told Joe, whoever Joe is, at a recent press event, and he says, and when we were looking at this online aspect of it for pre-production, we thought, okay, we need to iterate on that. But but the original uh, Dead Island developer did such a good job, how are you going to make that better? Then suddenly Microsoft turns up with a new console and says, cloud-based servers, always online. So we immediately looked at that. We'd always decided it was going to be an open world, but with four players. Would I see another guy? We thought we could conceivably take it up to eight at least, and we progressively increased the player numbers until we got there, where it was kind of like, okay, now we're actually running into people a lot. For us, that seemed to make the most sense in how we progress with the online, make it seamless, bigger, open world, and more players. Uh, personally, I think it's pretty cool. Dead Island 2 will have eight player co-op. Awesome. Uh, next up is Microsoft and Insomniac Games have just announced the Season Pass for upcoming open-world shooter Sunset Overdrive. The Season Pass will include the first three major add-ons for the game, as well as six exclusive character outfits, two amps, and two traps, which will become available to Season Pass holders as soon as the game is released. The Season Pass offers players two campaign DLC packs that will each deliver new locations to explore, stories to experience, and bosses to battle. It will also include a weapons pack add-on as well as new challenges and Chaos Squad objectives. The price is set at $20. I'd have to say if the game is as fun as it looks, that is a pretty good deal. 
Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor has been delayed on Xbox 360 and will now be released on November 18th. The Xbox One version is still set for September 30th release. Shown off uh, earlier this past week uh, was a Gears of War RTS prototype um, that was using Kinect. The game was cancelled, but it does bring to question if we could see a non-Kinect-based version of this game. Halo Wars was well received, and I for one would love a Gears RTS game. Microsoft has announced three new Xbox 360 bundles for this holiday season. They all cost $249 each, and you can choose from one of the following, or buy all three if you want. Uh, first, there's a 500 gig bundle with Call of Duty Ghosts and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. There's a Walmart-only blue bundle, which you can see in the image, and this is pretty slick looking. It features an Arctic blue console and a controller with both Call of Duty games. And the third one is a 4-gig Kinect bundle with Kinect Adventures, Kinect Sports, and Forza Horizon, which is available only through Target. Now, those that are looking to move to Microsoft's latest console may want to hold off until late October, early November for Xbox One bundles that include Sunset Overdrive and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And last but not least, Sniper Elite 3 Winston Churchill DLC is now available. The first of three-part DLC campaign will see players attempting to uncover and thwart a 1943 Nazi assassination attempt on the British Prime Minister's life. The DLC will cost $8, and that'll be just for part one. So you'll end up paying about probably about $24 for the whole three-part DLC. And that, my friends, is the news. So what do you think, guys? Rock on. I I actually want to go get the Sniper Elite DLC, but I've been a little too busy with something else. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to go get that. I think Destiny's just a fad. You should just get that Sniper DLC. And yeah. <laughs> of course. It's a fad like that thing with the internet. <laughs> so, alrighty. So what's happening? Yeah, but that time that uh, I was just going to comment on that uh, uh, Minecraft thing. I, that's that's kind of huge. I mean, uh, the amount of people that play Minecraft, if Microsoft can snag that, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Two billion dollars though for Minecraft. I mean, it just yeah. seems that's an insane amount of money. Yeah, no. From what I understand, the guy that uh, does it. What's the name of that company? Mojang. 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 Yeah. The guy that started it, uh, Notch, whatever his name is. Yeah, his nickname's Notch. Yeah, he doesn't like Microsoft at all. Um. So, so you know, I guess that doesn't mean anything when you know two billion dollars is staring you in the face. According to the article I read, he's actually really good friends with Phil Spencer, though. Okay. So maybe that's why this has changed now that Phil's at the head of the the console sure. but I don't know more than likely if because uh, I guess he's not really into the the day to day aspects anymore he's probably just uh, you know going around just having wild parties and stuff who knows but uh, from what I understand if he comes on board also that uh, he'll pretty much just kind of go away hmm. but we'll see we'll see what happens but it is a huge huge thing Minecraft is across so many platforms and it has such a huge huge user base hmm. it makes sense what do you do you think they'll go do you think it'll go 
uh, console exclusive? No. You think Microsoft will continue to support a PlayStation version? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, there's a, I, it seems like what was the other one I was reading? Uh, Microsoft did well, kind of like you think about their OS and their window, or I mean, Office and stuff. Office is on Apple, and you can get it, I think, on Linux. And you know, they're they're doing multi-platform, but you right. know, uh, the video games is a little bit different. But there's a lot of money there that they can still make. Right. So um, I don't know. It's it. I think it would be kind of maybe shooting themselves in the foot if they pulled it and said it's an exclusive but if they're gonna play two billion dollars you'd almost think they're gonna make it an exclusive but i don't think people are gonna buy a console for minecraft but then again i would never imagine minecraft being worth two billion dollars so what do, what do i know <laughs> is uh is minecraft is it uh browser based on the pc or is it an actual app i good question i don't know, know. yeah because from what i understand it's pretty lightweight for for the most part so um you know it it's not something that really needs a huge powerhouse uh in order to play cuz the graphics are pretty simplistic they're very blocky and uh it, at least that's how i remember it from when i tried it a number of years ago but when it comes to uh, actual support of software there's two different models there's exclusivity which i think is something that we're going to see less and less of and something like Minecraft uh, it, it really is a multi-platform game because you look at all of the mobile devices you know you've got your, your big platforms like the Android, the iOS, uh, Windows Mobile etc it's very rare for a company just to sit on one of those without having you know, an app for one of the other or, or all of the other uh, systems. So something like Minecraft, Microsoft would be just silly, absolutely silly if they made it console only. Yeah, I mean, it just does not make sense, you know, because we're going down the road of where Office is coming to Android soon. Right. You know, you, well, Office was going cloud-based too. They've got was it right. at, uh, exactly Office 365? Is that what it's called? So mm -hmm. it's yeah. all cloud-based, subscription-based. You don't even get a disk anymore. So, but yeah, I can't see paying a subscription for a piece of software. I don't know. I I looked at it because I wanted it on my Surface, but and I'm like, you know what? I could put it on the wife's. So I could put it on my my other home PC, and then my my tablet. But then I'm like, then I'm paying ten dollars a month to use Office. It just doesn't. I, it just I can't. That doesn't compute. Oh. I'd rather buy the thing, you know. It's instead of paying a subscription. But you know, for some people, for some people, it makes sense to to purchase it. For others, the subscription is, you know, exactly what they need. Because I think with the subscription, you just get it whatever it is, you know, you, you don't have to upgrade because it's constantly upgrading on the cloud. Right, it kind is. Kind of like Google Apps because we use it for the show. Right. And it's more than adequate. Oh, yeah. and But the thing is, it's like I can I can use free open office type of stuff on the Surface or on my PC and it's free. So it's hard to justify that for like a home user when there's other options instead of paying a monthly fee. 
You know, right. that that's the problem. I, I that you know, and we pay so many subscription fees. It's like I don't want my software to go subscription based, you know. Yeah. But so anyways. So you know, just to kind of wrap up what what I was saying, I think that Microsoft is gonna start moving more into at least on the application side. Uh they're gonna start moving it cross platform because it, it in twenty fourteen it doesn't really make sense to have just one version. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's so many different platforms, so many different devices, so many different opportunities for revenue stream. And, you know, you just have to have it available for everybody because they're not just going to go to your platform. Well, this actually kind of... I can actually roll this into our first roundtable discussion in a way um, because putting your stuff on other platforms, uh, Microsoft is actually, it's been reported that Microsoft may be working on a streaming service that allows Xbox One and Xbox 360 games to be played on PC via the browser. So if it is going to be, obviously it would be Internet Explorer based, um, I know the in, I don't know what the PlayStation 4 has for a browser, but the PlayStation 3 had a version of Internet Explorer. So if the PS4 does have IE on it, which almost seems kind of funny, but if it does, maybe PlayStation people could be playing Xbox One and Xbox 360 games without owning a console. And I think that in a way it's kind of cool because Microsoft would be able to expand and make money off Xbox One games to people who are not console purchasers because they can play them on their PC through a browser. Um, the games would be playable in the browser. They could uh, possibly be playable at around 60 frames a second. The same streaming service would run the 360 dashboard in players' browsers. A downside, however, is that Microsoft may have some obstacles to overcome in the licensing area, um, but um, they have been working on a research project called At A Time, which uses Doom 3 and Fable 3 for cloud gaming. Um, Game Industry Bix points out this could allow Microsoft to compete directly with PlayStation Now. So, I don't know, what do you guys think of browser gaming uh, or playing our Xbox One games in a browser on on a I think I mean personally that'd be awesome I could probably play stuff when I'm traveling on my laptop or even on my surface you know yeah one thing when I first read this it kind of I don't know, put me off a little bit I was like it's my 360 why why would I want to play it on something else you know it was just it was a really strange reaction. I was kind of surprised because, uh, I don't know, I, I felt like my Xbox would be, I don't know. But what what's it no. matter? If you can use, because you can, exactly. I've hooked up a controller, 360 controllers, you can plug them into uh, to your PC and game on them. Yep. So true. if you've got it playing through the cloud through your browser and you've got your controller, it's the same thing. I mean, and I can play it on the road and not have to take, you know, not lug my Xbox anymore. You know, I've pl I've carried my 360 before when I've been out of town for a week, yeah. hooking it up in a hotel, which is a challenge um, because you, you typically you can't get it online. 
so you can't play online or talk with your friends because of the hotels, the way their wireless stuff works. Um, so that impacts you. Some hotels don't allow you to hook up, uh, you know, third-party peripherals like that. I've been to them where they won't even allow me to do it, and right. others will. So same same chain too, which doesn't make any sense. But um, you know, this takes that out. I don't know. Oh, I can't even hook it up. The hotel won't let you. You know, so now I can just play, pop up, you know, open the laptop and play it right there. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I like so that then, idea. So then, what would be the draw of buying a 360, for example? I mean, is or actually, I guess this is for both Xbox One and 360. I mean, Xbox One the, and 360. Yeah, what would be the draw then, other than like maybe doing TV content? I mean, there's. I don't think that they would do anything that would really cut into their sales unless this is an extra. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, I mean, perfect. Here's the draw. A lot of people bought PlayStation 4, okay? And but they want to play Halo Master Chief Collection or Forza Horizon 2, Forza 5, Titanfall, and they can't do it. But if you can buy the game for 60 bucks and play it on your PC, which most people have, and play it through a browser, they don't have to buy the console, but Microsoft still makes money off of them, and they sell more software. Okay, well, I could see on uh, something like that, but let's say a Call of Duty title. It's already cross-platform, but... Right. No, it's. I think if they make the if they if they can build it into the cloud and stream it, then they can do every game. And the bonuses, like for people like you know you and I, we travel. Now we can still play when we're on the road. Don't have to haul the console and equipment. It just makes it easier. We can still access our stuff away from our device. Right. I like it. I think it's awesome. It's giving you more capabilities. I mean, we've already been able, you you know, you got smart glass, which lets you do a lot of the stuff on Xbox Live um, very easily. And I like going to that. I can rent movies and watch Xbox videos uh, through my Surface. You know, that's like the only thing missing. You know, they've got smart glass. It's like everything's there, but the capability to play games. You know, let, let, you, let me stream my games through smart glass. Really, that's what they should do instead of the browser is Add in stream if you own the game, especially for someone who owns it digitally. Okay, then now you can stream them from the cloud, and your your game saves are already in the cloud. They're not stored locally, so it doesn't matter wherever you go. You can just put up your Surface tablet or your Windows 8 laptop and play your games, and you don't have to be on the console. I think it's brilliant. I would love to see something like that. So, what do you think, okay. Bo? You've been awful quiet, man. Well, no, I'm just I'm thinking about the logistics of it. Uh, first of all, you're playing Destiny. I know you got your <laughs> controller down low, right? You're Put playing. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Check his status real quick. <laughs> the uh, logistics of it, for example, digital, you have to download the game to your console. So, how would you play the full game? From the cloud, wouldn't it have to? Wouldn't there be bandwidth issues of transferring it? No, because it would be a streaming. It'd be a lot like on live, where you don't have the game on your side. You're basically playing it on a server in the cloud. Mm -hmm. You're playing it. It's all happening on that end. There's you're just watching. It's almost like watching a, a, the streaming. You're you're watching the video game play. 
but it's it's in it's, a hotel you're not going to get that to stream yeah. i mean you, you can barely watch netflix in a hotel room well um, yeah i mean there's there's could be complications there um i mean for me but, that wouldn't be an issue now because i went and bought a uh i actually have a hot spot for my 4g and that works really well <laughs> i found that out my last trip i, I can tell you though that when you're in the middle of nowhere in Virginia and oh, it don't work. Well, that's well. that's true. Plus, there is I do have bandwidth limitations yeah. on that. I I found out on one trip I I ran up almost my full because I was sitting in the airport just streaming uh, Amazon Instant Prime as I was waiting for a flight, and I I quit the show and just before I was turning the box off, I looked at it and I had almost maxed out my bandwidth limit and it was like luckily the next day was the start of a new cycle. <laughs> And I was like, whew, that's the first time I ever came close to hitting my 10 gig limit. I'm usually like under a gig, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it'll go quick when you start streaming stuff as a, les as a lesson. <laughs> the other question I had on that was how we're still waiting for the sharing your games with friends and family. And I know the loophole of setting your home Xbox in someone else's house and vice versa. How would how would you log into your account to play these from the cloud and share that with family? Would they be play signing them as you to play it? I, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, initially it could just be if you logging in with your own account through like smart glass. I mean, you're already logging in smart glass already logs into your Xbox live account. Okay. It would just, just be adding the ability to, play your games, stream your games through the Smart Glass app. I think, uh, to me, that's the way they would go, not through the browser, but maybe they'll do browser. But, I mean, everything would just be, yeah, you gotta log in. Okay. Yeah. So. I'll stick with the console. <laughs> Until he has it. Then he's gonna be like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, when, you when, you, when your wife takes you to, makes you go to that chick flick and Chick flick, oh. and then he and Bo's bored, and he pulls out his iPad and he starts playing. <laughs> he starts playing Destiny there in the in the theater, <laughs> and he's got his jacket over his head. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You need to turn off your cell phone. <laughs> it's not a phone. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an. I think it's a. That's a pretty interesting story, and we'll we'll definitely keep everybody updated on how that progresses. So, all right, so let's move on to our next one. I actually got a nice little video. Hopefully, this doesn't ruin things. Uh, we'll see how this goes. So, the next one is the Xbox One system update. Have you guys seen? Have you got the new update? Either yeah, one I of you. I think I do. Wow, is it messed up? Or, I mean, has it really changed a lot of stuff? Oh, Do not yeah. like it. I, I'm i having a... I'm struggling with some of the things that they've done. Like, what was just on our screen where you... When you snap something and now you double tap the Xbox button, instead of going to the snapped, it brings up like a... They call it like a shortcut guide. Do you want to go to your game? Do you want to go to the snap app? Do you want to go down to something else? Or do you want to go up and open up another app? And I'm just like, I just want to go to the snap. I mean, that's what you had me doing for the last nine months is double tapping to get to my snap. And now it's like it's adding a step. But 
Anyways, some of the things that they've done, um, and it was a lot of updates, so this will take a couple minutes, but let me run through these, and then I'm just curious what you guys think of these things um, and, and what you've been experienced with them. Um, so they've done new snap and friend functions. Uh, they can let you stay in the game and in touch with your friends at the same time with improved snap, smart glass, and achievements functions. So snap updates. We've updated the Snap Center to include quick access to many of the things our fans wanted faster access to when playing a game. Friends, messages, game DVR, clock, and battery indicator. As well as making it easier to close and open new Snap apps when playing a game. A double tap of the Xbox button on your controller will bring up a menu that allows you to open a new app in Snap mode, close the current Snapped app, or switch focus between your game and, and your running Snapped app. Additionally, two apps have been optimized for snap mode the friends and the messages so you get your messages in the snap now which is nice and your friends list so that's kinda nice I do like that but what I've noticed weird about the friends or the messages now is it's not like an email or just a single text message anymore it's conversation threads so you don't delete messages anymore which I guess is nice you don't have to delete them but I found it to be a little confusing when I'm looking at it. It's like, you know, why why is this other stuff here? I mean, I I'm, I'm used to the, uh, what did I say? The threaded messages. I've been using Gmail forever, but it's just weird to see it there after all these years of it just being like a text message, one message and you delete it. Have you guys seen that yet or recognize that that's now threaded and you don't delete your messages anymore? It keeps them all. I hadn't noticed. I'm actually just trying this out now. Yeah, pull up your messages, and you'll see like you, all everybody that's messaged you. And if you go into one, you'll see the pat. You'll see like the history there of the messages, yeah, and you don't you don't difference. delete them anymore. So you don't, and they don't come up in the notification anymore. So when someone sends you a message, you don't you can't go to the notification center to get them. They're, they're not there, which is weird. It's that they took them out of there. But um, I'm not sure if I like the conversation threaded for this, because these are just little quick messages. Hey, We're broadcasting. Oh. Yeah, they're, uh... <laughs> it's picking you up. I was kind of surprised about that when I saw it initially. Uh, I actually didn't look at the full list of what was changed. And I just went in to respond to some messages, and I'm like, oh, that's different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, for, for me, it's just different, and it, I, I don't care what it looks like as long as I see my message. <laughs> All right. So the... but, it, but, it, but it is nice to see the thread if it's a conversation. I, I do have to mention that, though. Yeah, that's if it is a conversation, that's nice. But yeah. it's just, it's like for me, I'm like, huh? I don't adjust the change very well. <laughs> I'm old. I like the way I like the way things. It, it worked in my day. Darn on it. That's the way we, we liked it, right? <laughs> That's the way it was, and we liked it. Yeah. Um, achievement you apps. Know, Go ahead. There is one thing that uh, it's been kind of messed up lately. I don't know if it's just my system or uh, if it's part of this update or, or whatnot, but I've been having trouble turning the Xbox on through the controller. Mm-hmm. You guys have that too? The uh, the voice commands, I have to say it probably five to six times oh. for it to turn on now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've had issues with voice. Hitting, 
for me, it's just hitting the button. The controller lights up, and then the Xbox doesn't. Uh, and I actually try a hard uh, reset. I mean, unplug. I've noticed too, just yeah. powering it off and holding that button for seven seconds, then it shuts down. But also unplugging the power brick. Right. That for some reason, I I've held the power, turned it off, and cycled it. It doesn't fix an issue. I pull that power cord and leave it out for 30 seconds and then plug the power cord back in and then turn it back on, that seems to resolve all issues. I don't know why, but it does. Okay. So you might want to try that. Uh, for voice, Bo, I got the same problem. I need to, like, I think what I need to do is there's been so many updates, probably need to rerun the Connect Audio, um, what is that? There's, like, a trainer. Mm -hmm. So it, like, probably needs to relearn the commands and my voice and all that stuff. That's probably... I think that would improve issues. I'm just too busy playing games to run through that <laughs> again. Too busy shouting at the TV and trying to twist your controller. And turn out. on! Turn on! <laughs> and what's frustrating is it won't do what you want it to, and then you'll be right in the middle of something, you're just, you know, and all of a sudden it just flips the TV or it just does something else. You're like, no, no! I didn't say anything! Why are you doing that? So, but... Okay, so anyways, on to the uh, updates here. The achievement apps, uh, it says update. It's been updated to enable sharing achievements that you've unlocked with captions. You can see a list of friends you've unlocked specific achievements and an updated achievement snap landing page that shows achievements on recently played games when a user is not actively playing a game. Um, the new friends section enables you to see at a glance what's going on with your friends. You can stay up to date with their current activities, the most popular games your friends are playing, and a gamer score leaderboard to see who's improved their gamer score over the last 30 days. The new friends section has been available for select preview members for a few weeks and now we're bringing it to everyone in the program. With plans to roll it out this feature for all Xbox owners within this October system update. Uh, then there's new smart glass features. Um, they've done some improved Let's see. Oh, you can now see a list of your games in your profile. You can also see a list of your friends' most popular games in the friends section of Smart Class. They've done some improvements for TV and video. Um, they've done so they've got media player, DLNA, and MKV support. They've got live TV trending. So within the next week, you'll be able to see what live TV is trending based on your country and one guide settings. Now, this is interesting because that's something they promised back, way back at the reveal. And we're actually, it's actually making its way here. Hmm. So a new tab will be available in the one guide that displays the top 10 most watched TV shows with the list filtered down to the shows that are currently available based on your one guide settings. You'll be able to tune to a specific show by pressing the A button. The live TV trending list will be updated approximately every minute so you can easily discover shows that are popular with other viewers. This feature will initially be made available to previewers, preview users in the US, Canada, and the UK. So that's kind of interesting. I'll have to check you that know, out. The the top TV thing is kind of neat in those instances where you want to watch something and you don't know what's good. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> DirecTV has something like that, and I've used it a handful of times. Um, you know, that's in those situations where you don't have anything DVR'd, there's nothing on Netflix, there's nothing you want to play on Xbox. <laughs> what are we going to do? Blasphemer. It, <laughs> hey, uh, the other thing I was going to ask, uh, I had a question on that uh, on that uh, media player portion. Uh, so I think it was last update that they started the 
uh, being able to play movies off of USB. Right. Or locally attached storage, I guess, is a better way to put it. And uh, being able to play from a DLNA server across, or DNLA server from across the network was coming later. Uh, one thing that wasn't absolutely clear to me when I saw those um, release notes was, is across the network part of this update? Or with this update, are they still talking? No, with USB? this update, you will be be able to easily access and play music, watch photos, slideshows, or movies stored on home media servers and devices that support the DLNA server playback okay, or so protocols. That sounds, like, that sounds like it is finally enabled then. With this update, yes. Yes, okay. i got to try that out then. And then you will be able to play back MKV files stored on a USB device or a device on your home network that supports DLNA streaming. Okay. So... Uh, there's Xbox One Digital TV Tuner, this new accessory. We talked about that a while back. Um, there's a limited number of preview participants in the program due to hardware requirements needed for testing. Stream TV to Smart Glass. If you have an Xbox One Digital TV Tuner, you'll be able to stream TV across your home network to your smartphone or tablet using the Xbox Smart Glass app. You can also pause, play, rewind, and change channels without interrupting gameplay. Um, there's a live TV mini guide. I, I've seen this one. Uh, there's a one guide in 12 new countries. So if you live in Belgium, Chile, Colombia, Denmark, Finland, Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Poland, Sweden, Switzerland, and Russia, you will have a one guide now available for live TV listings. There's internet TV apps. Um, apps with live TV channels can now include their TV listings within one guide. In addition, other Xbox TV features such as channel changing using and using speech and mini guide will work with these apps. These features are enabled automatically the first time you sign into the supported app. And then user universal remote controls and smart glass. Uh, if you're in one of those 12 countries, you'll be able to use the mobile device to control your Xbox TV and or cable satellite box. And other fan requested features, these are some new stuff that's been fan requested. Updated devices and accessory page. So to access the new page, go inside settings where you can find assigned and update Xbox One accessories. You can, and I found that today. I was trying to figure out how to update my controller, and it's been moved. Um, so it's under this device um, section. Oh, it's not under system. It's not under anymore. system anymore. It's under the uh, uh, settings, and then yeah, it's in the settings, and then devices. Yeah. Um, firmware updates, you can update the firmware for an individual device, and you can also more easily find or identify a controller by making it vibrate. Um, and then you can also hide games and apps on your console. You can now hide items in the ready-to-install list under my games and apps. This is a per-console setting, and items will reappear if the in the list if they are installed again from the Xbox Store. So those are... But that that's a lot of stuff that they've got in this it update. It truly is a lot of stuff. You know, with that firmware update, I wish they would tell you if your controller needs one. You know what I'm saying? Well, it'll tell it's... you. It might because now that they've added that piece and you can, like, assign control. You can assign a controller to, to somebody, I guess. It, I was looking at today and I was like, what do you mean assign controllers? I mean, I swap back and forth, you know, whichever one's charged up. Exactly. Um, so, um, but it, it is interesting and... Um, I plugged one in and it says, oh, you don't need to update. So I guess it was the other one that was charging that needs to be updated. But because um, I, when I got the latest update, I only did one controller. So, 
But anyways, there's a lot of stuff. I think the only thing that I, I in fact, I need to go out and request this is that when somebody sends you a game invite, it, it says, like, it doesn't say it right away. It's like, you know, it used to say, like, on the 360, so-and-so wants to play or sent you an invite to play, whatever. Now now they've got their gamer tag or their picture icon, and it says, invite to this game. And I think if you wait long enough, then I, I think it'll scroll to see their name, but, like, if you go up and if you miss it and you go to notifications, it, like, it doesn't say who it's from, and... Excuse me. It's uh, it's kind of odd, and it's like I wish I just would like to hit the notification and have their the person's gamer tag listed, so I know who sent me the invite. So I need to I need to put that in the my user request. <laughs> but so that's the Xbox One system update. Any any is there anything? I mean, what do you guys think? I know Rob, you like the DLNA stuff. Bo, mm -hmm. any are you interested in any of this stuff or? Well, the the. Uh couple things I don't like about it on the uh, the the main tab it looks like it doesn't line up with your TV anymore so you always have you know a couple inches of the next tab on the main screen yeah <laughs> and so for example the friends list to the right is constantly updating when you're used to seeing just a static screen on the on the main screen um, in the friends list I do like where it says you know five people are playing destiny right now the oh, thing yeah. that I That's cool. that I that I don't like is when you go click on that to see who's who are the five people playing, it takes you to the store to buy Destiny. It's um, so when it calls out those games, they're actually just links to go into the store to to download them. Okay. Um, just where I would rather you know see which five are playing and you know kind of what where they're at. Exactly. Or it would be cool if it would be like statistics on the games and mm -hmm. like you know this is where this person's at and or how long they've been playing groups. Very good point. And one thing I noticed too that we used to be able to switch from game chat to party chat. Now there was problems today with Xbox Live did have issues today and uh, I know Bo and I were in a party. And all of a sudden, we couldn't hear each other. We were having people couldn't get in, or they were getting in, but we couldn't hear each other, and there was a lot of that. And at one point, Bo and I actually lost connection completely. But it was like, I, I was called him, so I called him on the phone. I'm like, dude, let's just switch over to party chat, or game chat, or let's do game chat. And then I noticed it's not an option anymore. Now, I don't know if they took it out, because it used to be there, or if it was part of the problem. They, they just shut everything off, and all of a sudden, it disappeared as an option. Um, but even in the game, when we weren't in a party, it's like we couldn't hear each other either. So I, I think there was a lot of issues going on, but I do hope that that option is either is there and, and is, will find its way back when they fix the issues that they're dealing with today or they bring it back because sometimes it's, you know, party chat gets logged, you know, laggy or there's issues and it's just better to have everybody in game chat. So... But other than that, I guess it's a pretty good update. It's a lot of stuff, and we've been getting lots oh, of yeah. changes. So I guess keep them coming. <laughs> you know, the frequency of these updates is really surprising because it, it seems like they're just coming out so fast. Or is it just that time's flying? <laughs> Every month they're putting out, you know, as soon as they release it yeah. for everybody else, I'm like the next day I'm getting the next preview update. So I'm just saying there's like a – my perception is that they're just – coming out all the time. I know it's once a month, but it just seems so frequent. What but what is nice now, here's I will say this. 
I never saw this one install. I just turned it on. All of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, what happened? Stuff has changed. So the whole background updating it is finally working. <laughs> so I like that aspect. I'm never impeded now with, um, you know, having to do the updates like on the 360. I turned my 360 on the other day. They got a huge update on that. And I was like, what are they updating on this thing? Why would the 360 get an update? And then I have no idea what it did. Nothing looked different. But, um, you know, there I had to sit and wait and let it do its thing. Here I boot my Xbox One up and it's already been done for me in the background. Yeah. You know, while I was sleeping. So I'm like, I like that. Oh, very nice. But, alrighty. I think it's time to move on to Destiny. And uh, we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time talking about this. Let me see. I got my video up. Okay. So, first of all, this video that you guys are going to see, this is, I got a couple videos. I'm going to let them play as we talk. Hopefully, I'll keep my mind watching this as one ends, but I'll play the next one. But this is footage captured from our Friday Night Life. Uh, we did have an FNL. Unfortunately, as we found out with Destiny, if you want to play the campaign, it's you and two people. That's it. Even though you can pull like up to six people in your fire team, the only thing you can do is go in and play Guardian, or not Guardian, um, Crucible. And uh, I saw I just saw the word Guardian down when <laughs> I said Guardian, uh, the Crucible, which is a competitive multiplayer. Um, so we tried that. We tried two rounds of that, and every one of us hated it. So we quickly left and just split up into groups of three, and we're playing through the campaign. But uh, so that's what this footage is uh, that you're watching now. So Rob, uh, what do you think of Destiny? <laughs> is it like solitaire? <laughs> is it like uh, free cell? Oh, Rob, you're gonna kill me too, because I know you asked me earlier this week. Do you yeah. think I'll like it? And I said, nope, probably you, not. And I was really you know, down on the game. I should, you know, after all these years, I should know better than to ask you about a game. <laughs> no, no. Here's here's. Well, I'll get into my thing later. I don't. Um, yeah. But you'll. When you asked me that, I don't. I, I would say this. I don't think you'll ever put the time into it. Right. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't think this is something you'll probably really get into. It, also, at that time, I really was not impressed. I really wasn't caring for it. I was like, whatever. It's you know, it's just another stupid game. Um, and that's changed, and I'll explain why later. But I still. So at that point in time, when you asked me. My answer was accurate, and and for your question, I think it's still accurate. I don't think this is a game for you, uh, because it just does take a lot. Well, no, it's just because there's it's this is a game that you're gonna have to play a lot. It's yeah. one of those you're gonna, you know, it, it's a lot to it. It's it's not a quick four-hour campaign uh, in and out. This is gonna be one of those that I can see when I'm done. First of all, I don't think it'll ever end. I think you could continue. It's just there's so much there that it probably is continuing on. But then you can also go back and start new characters and play it again another way. And um, so, yeah, I think if you were looking for something to play a lot of, yeah, this is definitely there. But you're more of a casual player, so I don't think this fits the bill for you. <laughs> so mm, I see how you are. Okay. But just my opinion. You asked me. <laughs> So, 
Bo, I know you've been playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, boy, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to tell your secrets, but earlier in the week, you had nothing nice to say about the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It's no secret. I was complaining on on Facebook. This is just. It to me, it was the first couple of days we played. I only really played. It's like I was excited or interested the first day. I'd never played the beta. I was interested the first day, get, want to get on with the community and play. And that whole first night, I was just like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know what anything is. Um, I felt the oh. gameplay was very lackluster. Um, was not that it was like I felt like I was running through Halo to be honest. And I'm and as and I've said a million times, I'm not a huge Halo fan. I, I've never really been like Halo Reach. I think was the first one that I actually really liked, um, and then Halo Four I thought was amazing. I really, I really liked those last two one, those last two. Even Halo Three, it was like okay, I'm playing with three other people. That was fun, but it was just like you just ran through the thing. You know, someone's a spawn point. It, it was just kind of like you just kept moving forward and you just kept killing, and there really was nothing else to it. It was just kind of I felt it was just kind of empty. And I know people that love Halo are going to hate me for that. It's just, I've never got Halo. I play it. I'm, I'm a, was, I actually was planning to get the Master Chief Collection. But at the beginning of this week when I started to play this, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to spend my money on that Master Chief Collection. Because I really never got into Halo that much. I played because everybody else was liking it. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Um, but, uh... Yeah, that's changed once I got probably, oh, what, 10 hours into the game. <laughs> then it's like you get a, you're on Earth and then you go to the moon. And even in the moon, I was still like, whatever, whoop de doo When we got to Venus, it's like something changed. And I don't know what, but it's like the, 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 the enemies you were playing against or shooting, they were, it was so different. And. Um, the environments were really cool, sort of. I still kind of have an issue about some of the environments, but um, I, I liked it. I liked the way things looked and the way the enemies were. And, and it just, I don't know, getting better at the game and getting an understanding of how it works and playing, you know, with you and, and uh, Elite Scion, going through kind of playing it together. You know, it's been fun. We've had mm -hmm. a lot of fun moments. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the dialogue has been hysterical. I've laughed out loud at some of the, the comments, you know, like Little Light. I, I think that's still the funniest thing. But I, I now it's like I, I today I, I hated to leave to go get dinner. I didn't really <laughs> want to stop playing to record the podcast. I'm like, I'm in now. It yeah. didn't hook me right away, but I kept playing. You know, it was the newness, and I'm like, well, I'll just keep playing it. And it did. Somewhere along the line, I really got hooked on it. But it took me a while, so it wasn't like day one. This is the greatest thing ever. It was like day four. Ooh, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, there's, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, we've we've gone back with the different uh, fire teams, and we've we've replayed a couple levels just to uh, keep the storyline campaign. And you do you you see different parts and have different experiences, even replaying the previous level. Um, so I, I you know I'm a fan of that. Um, I've been playing one character, and then this evening decided to go back and start another character. Um, I do not like that you can't skip through the cutscenes. 
Yeah, and that's you, a negative. You have to watch those in their entirety. Um, but it is interesting how instinctive the game becomes as you play it to where you go back and start over. Uh, for example, tossing out the grenades. You don't start out with grenades. Yeah. And when you're in a firefight and you you know you tap that bumper and nothing happens, <laughs> you're like, oh shoot. Or you're so used to a certain uh, melee or you know melee um, uh, stroke from uh, from one of the characters, and a different character has a different type. And when you're expecting one thing and something else happens, it throws you for a second. But the game, I mean, it's it's fluid. It um, the more you play, the more the more you get out of it, and you know I know as you as you rank up the uh, the fun begins after level twenty is is what I've read. We'll find out. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. Yeah, I'm about I'm like level nineteen. I'm about I'm hoping to hit twenty tonight after we're done recording. I plan to get back on, um, but. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of... I think my biggest concern or confusion is I don't know what a lot of the stuff is, and it seems that's not just me. No. There's a lot of people that don't understand what's what in this game. And, and I, you know, even tonight, someone like Elite E-Dog 420 is like, what is this? Do you guys know what this means? And he's a navig gamer. I mean, he's got like, what, 400,000 gamer score or something. I mean, the dude plays a lot. He He knows games. He... And and even he was like, I don't know what this means, or uh, what is what are these things like the Grimori cards? I still don't. You got to go to Bungie.net. But I've been there and I look at them. Okay, what what does this mean? Is it just information? How do you find out what certain things are? Or what are all these minerals and materials you pick up? And there's there's some there's so many elements to this game, and it's like nothing's really explained. So you're just kind of floundering around, and people are like, okay, I hit level 20, I'm not leveling up anymore. Why do I see people at higher levels? Well, it's because I guess at that level you have to equip legendary armor that has something to do with light, mm -hmm. and then you can rank up some more. So I, you know, people are really kind of confused and don't know what's going on, and it. So there's a lot of that, which is kind of frustrating, um, but the game is a lot of fun. It, after a while, and then I've heard several people say the same thing. It'll get fun, at, and I've heard people say it gets, gets good when you get to level 20. Well, gee whiz, I shouldn't have to wait to level 20 in a game for it to actually be like, hey, now I'm having fun. Um, so that's kind of the weird part about it um, for me, but, uh, but I've heard a lot of people say, well, once you get to Venus, or once you get to Mars, or once you get to the moon, it's like everybody has a different place where that's where it became fun for them. For me, mm -hmm. it was Venus. Um, but well, I, I, I have found out uh, I've read a lot of articles on Reddit this afternoon trying to figure out the, the weapon stats and, and what they mean uh, and the difference between the uh, impact and the attack because they just weren't making sense the way they're, um, they're listed in the game um, but the, the Bungie app that you have on your iPhone, iPad, you know, whatever device that actually does tell you a lot and as you, you get in there and just tap on the different screens and and everything, it's almost like the instructional guide that's missing from the game is is built into the app itself. Yeah, and I'm not, I haven't looked at the the app. I never pulled up the app. I don't even pull up the website. And that reminds me, people, that they're, the Bungie, if you go to Bungie.net, we do have a clan, okay? 
and it is this Xbox Life. Now, a lot of people have, like, joined in already. We have 43 members, and then there's, like, 46 followers. If you had gotten in before, but when you're in the game and you see, like, your little tag, you know, with your, with your gamer tag and your current rank and all that, if it does not say this Xbox Life underneath your gamer tag, then you need to go out to the website, pull up the This Xbox Life page, and there's a button at the top that says make this my Xbox clan or make this my clan, something to that effect. Once you hit that, it, it's it's immediate. Instantly, you'll see the This Xbox Life name pop up in-game on your tag. Then you're in the clan. Um, you're going to want to make sure you do that because there's our achievements based on being in a clan. Uh, one, for example, is if you get with two other members that are in the clan and make sure that it says This Xbox Life on their tag, um, because if it doesn't, then it's not going to count. But make sure that is showing there. Um, and then if you do a strike mission and all three of you complete it together, you will get an achievement for completing a strike with a full with full with three people from the same clan. But you'll need to go out to the Bungie website. I don't know if you can do that from the app. Um, but Bungie.net, there you go. You can you can do it right from there. So. But please do it. Go ahead and, and, you know, put that clan tag out there and run around with guys from the group. It is it is actually a lot of fun. So, <laughs> Other than that, uh, what else, Bo? That's it. Uh, you know, depending on what time we get off tonight, I'll be on tonight. If not, I'll be tomorrow. Oh, let's go. Okay, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, guys, uh, where'd you go? <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else there is to say about it. I really do like the strikes. They've opened up now. Uh, I don't know if it's because I hit a certain level or they did it this weekend. I think it was when I hit level 18 or 19. I think it was 18. All of a sudden, now I got strikes available. A strike playlist is now available to me. And it's like the the they start at like 18 and go on up in hardness and levels. Like some are 24 and whatnot. So... You definitely gotta be ranked up. They are a little. They are gonna be tough. And uh, but the strike missions, I've really enjoyed those because that's a. They can be pretty long and it's challenging. And you're with two other friends and you just try to go beat this mission and beat this basically this boss. And so there's a playlist you can just run through there and go into the strike playlist and just do strikes. And it was stated on, when it unlocked, it said on my screen that that's where you're going to get higher level drops. So if you're going to, you're going to get a lot more chances to get the legendary armors and the drops and better, you know, the, I guess there's green and blue and I guess there's purple items. I don't know what the top is. I don't know if they're, I don't know if it's going to be orange, you know, cause I know like Borderlands was like white, green, blue, purple, and orange. I think that was the level. I recall right and it seems to be that's what this game's doing uh, they started out white then you got green now I'm just getting blue stuff I haven't seen a purple yet but I know uh, Eric uh, Elite E-Dog had a purple um, so it sounds like it's kind of following that path of the Borderlands rarity color scheme so uh, the strike missions will get you some more of that other stuff so I think that's where the game has a lot of legs they can easily expand this game DLC with new planets probably putting more missions on current planets um, 
putting in more strike missions and stuff like that. I think that'll be one of the things I do a lot of is strikes. Um, but uh, that brings me into an article that I kind of wanted to go through. Um, it was on Xbox Wire. It says why Destiny's end game is just the beginning. Um, so let me just run through this real quick. Uh, Bungie's brand new Destiny includes quite a bit of content beyond its multi-planet campaign. Uh, raids are six-player missions that open up when players hit level 20. Woohoo! There we go. Six-player missions. Bam! So all I gotta do is hit level 20. I'm, I'll hit that tonight, hopefully. So that that's that might be what I'm looking forward to. So when you hit level 20, then you get raids. There are no there are no waypoints to tell you where to go and what to do. They're also friends only with no matchmaking, meaning that you'll need to gather five friends who own the game, sync your schedules in order to play them. They'll have you struggle your way through the most challenging dungeons, fighting the biggest bosses, and, and the reward you with the best loot and upgrades the game has to offer. They are very challenging and demand communication and cooperation from the entire team. This endgame content fits into a sequence of experiences that Bungie orchestrated from the start. It begins as players see the end of the game's story, which serves to align the motivations of the players with the motivations of their characters. I think what players will find is that the game unfolds and transforms over time, uh, said executive producer Patrick O'Keeley. In the first hour, it might feel like a familiar shooter. Then players will start to see other players in the world. They'll, they will undertake cooperative and competitive activities without really worrying about it, where they might keep on a solo journey but partake in public events, which I do like public events. That's pretty cool. Um, eventually, they'll go to the tower and learn some of the mechanics to improve their character. They'll make decisions about character customization and ability customization. Players are encouraged to log in every day to see what is happening in Destiny's Featured Activities pane. I don't know what that is. I have not seen a Featured Activities pane. Have you seen that, Bo? Uh, actually, I think that's in the app itself. Oh, is it? Yeah, because there's a, there's a daily challenge that, that I know that they uh, they talk about doing. Okay, so it says log in to see the featured activities pane, then head to the tower to get their bounties for the day. Bounties allow players to create a parallel progression for what they're doing for a day. Nightfall activities come both daily and weekly and provide extremely exotic rewards for those who are capable of making their way through them. 20 hours in, I think the players will find that they've evolved to playing a whole different kind of game than the shooter that started them off. Um, they'll find that they are immersed in a different world and are deep into the history of their characters. They'll build a community of other players, and without realizing it, they'll have learned some sophisticated mechanics that enable them to gear up and dive into six-player cooperative raids and pursue a high-level exotic weapon and armor. So remember, when you hit the end of Destiny's campaigns, you've only just to the campaign, you've only just gotten warmed up. So, and I think I think Mars is the end. So I think I'm quickly approaching the end because I know Bo and I we got to Mars um, and so I think there's only maybe four or five mission what was it four four missions I think or four story campaigns per planet so there's only like 20 missions I guess so we're, we're pretty close to the end but then there'll be it'll open up the raids and we can do more strikes and all kinds of stuff so that's going to be fun I'm looking forward to doing a raid so for example in the app uh, September 12th to the 14th, which was this weekend, was the Crucible weekend playlist. Rewards were Crucible gear, Crucible marks, and Crucible reputation. On September 16th, the Vault of Glass level 26 raid opens up, and your rewards will be raid set gear and ascendant materials. So they are going to be having, you know, every few days, 
new um, new levels and areas opening up. Okay. Uh, continuing in September, uh, Combined Arms, Queen's Wrath, Iron Banner are um, all upcoming um, adventures. Cool. Yeah, I need to probably get the companion app. That might help explain some stuff. So. <laughs> I'll grab that tonight. <laughs> so, oops, my video, my video ended. Let me kick out, kickstart the next one. Um, so that's, I mean, that's that's it for me for what I've got for Destiny. If there's anything else you you wanted to comment on? Nope. Do, do you? So let me ask you this: Did it live up to the hype then? More so than Titanfall, personally. That's that's I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe this one might have longer legs. I can see this game being something someone would play longer than Titanfall. Um I did love Titanfall. I do enjoy it, but I haven't played it in a long time. And it's one of those it's like Call of Duty. It's better than Call of Duty, but it's kind of like that. It's like you know, once you played it for a little while, yeah, this I think this one with the loot aspect keeps you coming back. You know, there's always that something new with with um Titanfall, it's what what are you working towards? Your next what do they call it? Prestige. It's not a prestige, but your next prestige level and I mean that's really all there is. Um so this is, I think, someone. There was an article on the Xbox Wire, basically saying, "Bungie, you put an you put an MMO in my shooter." <laughs> so it really is. It's it's if you like Borderlands, I mean, it's just kind of like that. There's lots of loot, lots of characters, lots of traveling around. It's it's kind of to me, it's like a Halo meets Borderlands meets Diablo really because of all the loot <laughs> it's kind of like kind of like a mix of those three would be kind of the way I would put it I, I would agree so I, I can tell you what game is going to live up to the hype and that's 2016 The Division Red, well that but uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 oh yeah you gotta you gotta talk about that because <laughs> you sent that to me tonight I, I now is this legit source yeah, it's legit. Um, I don't necessarily think they're saying that spring 2015 they're bringing Red Dead Redemption to the PS4, Xbox One, the first game, but that the second one will be coming out in 2016 and will be featured prominently at the uh, next E3. Wow. Yeah, I won't. I won't play Red Dead on Xbox One. I won't buy it again, but I will get Red Dead Two for sure. Would you will you get Red Dead again on Xbox One and play it again? I might. It depends on what's out at the time, but <laughs> it will have been um, what probably two, three years since I'd played it. So yeah, I, Man, I, I, I might. They better put it out in June. <laughs> 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 I I can't sign on for riding a horse or all over the place again to to repeat the exact same game. That that'd be tough. Even though I'm looking to buy the Master Chief collection, but <laughs> same, well, if, same thing, I guess. If we can take the Destiny speeder bikes and put them in the Red Dead, there you go. That would be better, dude. Some of those horses are slow. 
So awesome news. You guys heard it right here. This was breaking news. So brought brought to you by, by Bo. So awesome, dude. We might have to put you on staff permanently with that kind of <laughs> that kind of <laughs> nugget. Got the scoops. He's got scoops, yeah. He's got more scoops than uh, Baskin Robbins. There you go. All right. So I guess we'll take it into our community. Um, unless you guys got anything else to talk about. Hey, uh, we can maybe mention uh, this. Uh, Microsoft announced that they're replacing some Xboxes. So I don't think we talked about that last week, did we? No, I, I think that was... They were saying the number of those were so small, but it, it warrants, I guess, talking about it. Yeah, just briefly. Yeah, so Microsoft, uh, what, announced that they're going to be replacing some loud Xboxes, right? Yeah, I, I, it sounds, it's not like just your drive spinning up. It's It, it um, sounds, it sounds like it. Uh, uh, I guess uh, it's like an old dot matrix printer or something. I mean, it makes a, yeah. like a really loud ratcheting noise or something. You yeah. know, almost like there's a printer going on inside. Those, if you've got that issue, contact support and Microsoft is actually going to replace those consoles, but. And that was, uh, I mean, it seems like they reacted fairly quickly to that. They must have. Without letting it drag on. Yeah, I would say they probably maybe were able to figure out what was going on. It's weird that it's just a few. I mean, they said it's a really small amount. It's not anything widespread. I mean, I don't. what the weird is for me, like on occasion, I'll hear my drive spin up. I'm like, why? There's nothing in there. There, there's nothing in there. Everything's digital. <laughs> Why is the drive spinning up? And it'll go, and it'll run for a minute, and then it stops, <laughs> and it shuts off, and I'm like, okay. So, weird. Nice. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah. That's All about right. it, though. All right. So, we do have a community out there. Uh, we are on Facebook, so look for us on Facebook. We also have a Twitter account. It's uh, You can follow us on Twitter and it'll tell you when we're going to do our shows uh, we do a voicemail on our website you can click the voicemail box on the right hand side and uh, leave us a voicemail and of course we also have a Amazon affiliate link it's how it supports the show and allows us to do giveaways back to you guys so Rob do you want to tell us what's coming out this week you bet so for the 360 uh, only one title to really note. Uh, this is going to be out on, I believe, Tuesday. It's Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Revolution. And for the Xbox One, we have Flockers. Quite uh, an interesting name there. Flockers. It's a puzzle game of sorts. Uh, this is going to be out on the 17th. From uh, Team 17 Software. That's a Real big blast from the past, but uh, other than those two, uh, we don't really see anything else. So uh, sort of a quiet week uh, before the holiday storm, which is soon approaching. Cool. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. What in the next two months? And where's everybody going to buy that stuff? Very good question. Got the answer for you, my friend. It's Amazon.com. Uh, make sure to go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. Uh, that'll take you over to Amazon. And then uh, anything you purchase through there, 
uh, regardless of what it is, does not have to be Xbox related, does not have to be gaming related, uh, that will uh, help support the show and let us give you guys some cool giveaways. That is all. That is all. All right. I think we are done for this week. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you like, you got questions or comments about the show, send us those voicemails. We'll put them into the show. And uh, with that, we appreciate your support and hanging out with us. So I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. Take it off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I know those uh, other two guys here, Bo and uh, Mark, are going to go play Destiny. Well, I'm not going to play Destiny because Mark told me not to buy it because it's not a good game. <laughs> I'll catch you all next week. <laughs> and this is Bo, also known as Bench for Loki. See you online. <laughs>